Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong. And I'm Nathan Taylor. Welcome to ArtsLink on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary, on Treaty 7 lands and Métis Region 3. So, Jenny, what do you have for us this month? Well, I have an interview with Misha Maseka, a filmmaker based in Calgary. After that, you will hear from Jack Greenhouse, the new artistic director of Vertigo Theatre. Hi, my name is Jenny Kwong for ArtsLink on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary. Today, I'm talking with uh, Misha Maseka, a filmmaker with a film in the Calgary International Film Festival. The film is called Not That Deep. So can you tell me about the film? Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, so this is a small, uh, intimate short film shot here in Calgary with an all-Calgarian cast and crew. And it's a pretty simple, um, straightforward love story. Boy meets girl, they fall in love, they break up, and uh, then they have sort of closure um, at uh, a drugstore, Luke's Drug Mart, actually, in Bridgeland. Um, so that's sort of like the very uh, short version of what the story is. But um, what's interesting about the way that we shot it is they're dancers. So um, we use sort of a lot of movement and playing with reality and, and, and memory to, to kind of like push the story forward in an artistic way. And so what was it like uh, putting the film together? Like the... What was it like uh, filming it? Um, it was really fun. It was like a very fun, easy, sort of like beautiful process. Um, I think, you know, uh, the hardest thing was probably casting and trying to find the right, you know, people and thinking about like the chemistry of the actors and all of this and, and sort of all of all of the stuff that goes along with that. But the actual um, filming of it uh, was was really really fun. It was it was a really fun process, and everybody got along, and everybody was just so eager to to work on it and just make a beautiful film. And I think that we did that. And so, who did you end up casting for the film? Yeah, so our um, lead actress, who plays the character of Lisa, is. Um, a local dancer, actress, and choreographer, gorgeous, gorgeous um, artist, uh, the Ansa, who's a recent graduate from the UFC dance program, and then um, who is playing opposite her as her leading man is Jared Herring, who is, you know, sort of a household name in the house and evoking dance spaces, Um, and he's a choreographer as well, uh, and, you know, multidisciplinary artist. so Cindy Ansa and Jared Herring. Um, what was your interest in making a dance film? Um, I wouldn't even necessarily call it a dance film. Um, there is a lot of dance elements in it, but I think it was more so I wanted to tell a pretty like normal and straightforward love story because we've all seen films where it's like, oh yeah, boy meets girl, they break up and then, you know, each other again and have to have like a conversation about the breakup like that's something that we've seen already I just for me I wanted to challenge myself and how to make that story interesting how to make people who again have seen a story like that but 
lean in a little bit more. So that's when the dance element came in because I was like, oh, we don't see movement on screen a lot where it's not, you know, a musical. Like this, this film is not a musical. It's a straightforward love story, but there is um, sort of a play on surrealism um, and memory and sort of how we hold certain emotions, especially when it comes to romantic relationships in our bodies. Um, And then also the two people that we happen to cast are incredible dancers um, and uh, high, high trained dancers. So that sort of, you know, we kind of happily all fell into, into using a lot of movement in the, in the film, but I, I wasn't sort of like out to set, um, oh, sorry, set out to make a dance film. So tell me a bit about your um, film company, uh, Village Girl Productions. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of like a company that has organically um, uh, kind of established itself um, in the way that, you know, I've, I've sort of been working consistently as a filmmaker for probably the last, like, two years, three and a half years, a little bit before the pandemic, and then sort of, you know, pandemic hit. Um, but I still managed, thankfully, to get a lot of work. And um, I am someone, the name, the where the name comes from is I am someone who's always sort of like lived in rural areas um, growing up. Um, I was born in Swaziland and grew up in South Africa and Australia and then moved to Canada. And every single place we live in those countries, I was always sort of in a rural area, a.k.a. the village. And also, I think just sort of like a nod to my Zambian heritage and kind of that sense of like, it takes a village to, you know, raise a child or it takes a village to shoot a movie. Um, That's kind of, that's kind of where the name came from. So, you know, as a filmmaker and as a company, we're committed to tell, uh, you know, small and intimate stories and kind of amplify them and and also to um, tell stories of um, womanhood and girlhood and, and, and celebrating femininity. So that's sort of what Village Village Girl Productions is all about. And so can you talk about uh, some of your previous films? Uh, you have Dear Black Women. Oh, yeah. So that was um, actually like a uh, what I would like to call like a poem visual. Um, and that was right in the thick of 2020 and kind of all of the uh, social and racial tension, you know, coming out of the states that sort of, you know, kind of did a domino effect around the world when it came to um, the movement of, you know, police brutality and Black Lives Matter and all of that. And just in that moment, I, I, I know, like we all were sort of like dealing and processing with, I just, I, I needed to write something specifically to, um, the black women in my life, um, cause I am also a black woman and I just wanted to sort of just write a love letter, um, to the women that look like me. Um, and that was sort of what it was born out of. So it was actually a poem that I wrote that I posted on Instagram and got sort of a lot of, um, response to positive response to. And then I was like, let me make this, let me make a visual to go along with this. Let me make a film to go along with this. So, so what it is, 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 is literally just a poem, a love letter, um, to black women featuring 
various Black women that I know and that I don't know that live in Alberta. Um, so it's sort of just like a celebration and, lo- and, a, and a love letter uh, to Black women. Okay. And what about Falling Roses? That is a music video? Yeah. So in my, in my spare time when I'm not writing or uh, making films, I just love to sing for fun. That was actually sort of the first half of my career tra- trajectory before I became a filmmaker is I was, I went to school to study opera and um, had a band and um, yeah, so I still sing on the side and um, perform under the name Lemba and Falling Roses was uh, my, you know, sort of first official single that debuted uh, last summer and it's the music video that sort of goes along with it and being a, and being a filmmaker, I always want to sort of put a narrative in my films. Um, so, or sorry, in my music videos as well. So, uh, yeah, have a listen to it and, and go and check out the music video as well. Cause it's, it's a really cute sort of fun story. And, uh, I guess, uh, as part of the film festival, what are you looking forward to that in September? Yeah, so for um, Calgary International Film Festival specifically, like I have only ever attended the Calgary International Film Festival as you know, as as someone as an audience member. I've never had a film. This is the first film in um, the film festival circuit, which is very exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to meeting like my fellow filmmakers and you know, going to sort of the industry events and sitting in on the panels. Like, I think there's so much to take in and so many people to meet and, and to continue to learn. Um, so I'm just very excited about that. And um, we were privileged enough to already have a screening earlier this year in Calgary with my film. And that was just such a beautiful night. And I'm really excited again to kind of watch my film with an audience um, in my home city. All right. Uh, anything else you'd like to say about the film? Um, just that in terms of what I was really proud of in this film specifically is that it is an 85% cast and crew of women, specifically women of color, and that the entire cast and crew, if not born and raised, are from Calgary. And um, yeah, I'm just, um, I'm extremely proud of the uh, level of art we were able to make and the fact that um, it was all Calgarian artists that uh, came together to make this film. All right. And so that was my conversation with Misha Maseka about her short film, Not That Deep, as part of the Calgary International Film Festival. Thank you, Misha, for your time today. Thank you for having me. Hi, this is Jenny, and that was my interview with Misha Maseka, a filmmaker in Calgary with a short film in the Calgary International Film Festival. The film is called Not That Deep. Here's a band from our upcoming events listings on ArtsLink. They'll be opening for Pulley on September 27th at Dickens Pub. This is Downway with One of Us.
From their 2000 album, Never Be Clever Again, that was Downway with One of Us, playing Dickens Pub September 27th. Hi, uh, my name is Jenny Kwong for Earthlink. I'm speaking with Jack Greenhouse, uh, the new artistic director for Vertigo Theatre. So welcome. Welcome. Thank so, you. <laughs> uh, first off, uh, how did you get started in theatre? What a great question. Um, actually, my first uh, experience in live theater was when my mother took me to see The Mousetrap when I was six years old here in Toronto at the Toronto Truck Theater. And um, it immediately inspired my interest in being an actor and being in theater and also in the sort of mystery intrigue genre. And I ended up actually, as an actor, performing in that same production uh, a number of years later. I performed in over 640 productions <laughs> of The Mousetrap. And so... That got me right in there, and from there on in, I've been kind of hooked. And so what got you interested in the vertical theater position as artistic director? Well, as I mentioned, you know, theater is, has always been something that's been part of my life. I love the idea of connecting with audiences, and I've always loved 
the idea behind mystery and intrigue and thrill, connecting with audiences, getting them at the edge of their seats, getting them chasing things. Uh, as the director and actor, writer and artistic director, I've always created shows that have had people chasing things and figuring things out and an idea of intrigue and mystery. And so it almost started to just build towards coming, uh, coming to this position. And as I moved out west to run a theater in B.C., I started pooling a lot of talent from Calgary and coming to visit often. And a lot of the time coming to visit uh, Vertigo itself and seeing shows along with the other shows I saw all around the city. And I just kept feeling very connected to the theater and to the artists involved. And when the opportunity came up to perhaps leave the organization, I had to jump at it. And so um, here we are. And uh, what do you think about uh, what you will be doing in your position going forward? Oh, I mean, I think it's hard to even explain in words how much of a dream come true it really is to have an opportunity to be a part of an amazing community, to encourage and inspire a community that has inspired me already up to this point, and also being able to create a season of exciting and thrilling mystery plays that we can provide for audiences that, as I say, you know, I'm going to try to create seasons that give something for everyone and more for most. And so will you be going back to old favorites like Agatha Christie and Sherlock Holmes? I think we'll always have those stalwarts in our seasons because that's something that our audiences have always come to expect from us. And I think what works best is the way we've seen the recent leaders of Vertigo work, which is a nice balance of everything, so that you can have new and seasoned audiences being happy with everything that we do. But there's no doubt that some of those classics and even some of the newer adaptations of those classics are still exciting. They still reign true today. And I have no compunction about bringing back a lot of those pieces for our audiences. And so you'll be seeing a lot of a lot of the same and a lot of new at the exact same time. And, uh, you know, you'll, I guess we'll leave it a mystery to wait and see exactly what that is as we come along. And what about the push at Vertigo Theatre to develop new plays? I love that idea. My, my, one of my dreams is to almost have a new play written by a Calgarian writer every year. I'm hoping to develop a new writer's uh, community in some way where we have a group of artists that are coming in and they're learning the genre and they're working the genre, they're talking to audiences and we're, we're working with them in genre so that we can then commission from a playwrights unit here in the theater, one of our, our artists so that every year there's going to be a new play by a Calgarian or Canadian artist that we can premiere because that will really give us a lot more to work with exposure to the community. And then hopefully touring and traveling those shows to promote the theater and all the artists involved as well. And so how will you draw audiences who may be comfortable watching mysteries on TV but aren't sure about the live theater experience? Well, you know, that's, I mean, that's one of those questions that's been going on for so long, but you really can't match that live experience, especially with the mystery and thrillers and the genres that we work within. It's so exciting. You come in, whether it's your first date at, at 13 or 14 years old or your 170th date down the road when you're in your late 60s or 70s. This kind of work always excites people. You know, the people who love to watch TV and read books, they still are interested in this sort of stuff. You think about all of us loving our dateline and sneaking in to watch that on YouTube every night. Well, this is kind of like the live version of that. And I think after a long 
and very difficult time with the pandemic, that people are really looking to congregate live groups again. I think people are hoping to see community and be around people again. And there's nothing like sitting in a room with a bunch of people and experiencing the same story and trying to figure it all out all together in that shared way that only live theater can do. And you've talked about this already. Um, what are some of your favorite mystery productions you've been part of? Oh, wow. Well, of course, The Mousetrap. Um, I, I, I did a live version of a play called Toronto Noir, which is sort of a film noir version of that. I recently wrote uh, an adaptation of Hedda Gabler called Hedda Noir, which just, it's so much fun to work in that genre. I love... Uh, you know, this season we have such exciting plays. I'm I'm so excited for Murder on the Orient Express. That's one of my favorite stories ever. Um, Caleb Carr, Noah Callis, Colonel Woolrich are all writers that I've obsessed with for years and watched as new adaptations of their stories have been put on the stages and in movies. And so for me, it's just the opportunity to dig in and see what we have. Plus, if you see my office, you'll see there's about a thousand scripts that have come in that I can't wait to sit down and read and look for which ones are going to be perfect to present to our audiences. What show will you be starting out with for the new season at Vertical Theatre? So, you know, our, our, our outgoing artistic director, Craig Hall, has left us an incredible season, one that actually I feel like I could have very easily programmed. It's really great. We start off with Stephen King's Misery, which was based on his 1987 terrifying best-selling book, which became an Oscar-winning film and then a Broadway hit. And that's being directed by the amazing Jamie Dunstan here in uh, in Calgary from September 10th to October 15th. If you think you've seen that version, you haven't seen it till you've seen it live, because boy, oh boy, that story about a famed novelist who meets his, <clears throat> quote, uh, biggest fan <laughs> is an incredible story that we're excited to start with. And then, as I mentioned, we're doing Murder on the Orient Express. That's Agatha Christie's play. Again, she brings back her hero, Hercule Poirot. And this is an amazing mystery classic. We have 10 actors on stage, one of our biggest shows, directed by Giovanni C., um, who wrote Nine Dragons and is writing another play for us now and is actually playing Mr. Miyagi on Broadway right now, or at least hoping to head to there. Um, our next play is a local Calgarian play by Michaela Jeffrey, this world premiere of this cyberpunk thriller, The Extractionist, uh, about a, a, an expert deprogrammer who specializes in getting family members out of cults and then gets caught up in political intrigue. That's being directed by Craig Hall, and that's in January and February. That's going to be amazing. And it's a new play, so it's so exciting. And then I get my chance to direct my first show at Vertigo uh, with Gaslight, which is a new adaptation by John Wright and Patty Jamison. Gaslight is um, from a book by Patrick Hamilton, uh, or sorry, uh, yeah, by play by Patrick Hamilton called Angel Street, and was made into a film uh, that starred Ingrid Bergman and Angela Lansbury and Joseph Cotton back in 1944. It's where the term gaslighting comes from, this idea of you know, being psychologically manipulated by somebody. And so this whole play is a cat and mouse mystery thriller about whether this woman feels like she's losing her mind or whether someone else is making her feel like she loses her mind. I don't want to give too much away, but that's, that's the big one there. And that's my first directed show. So I'm really excited. I saw the premiere of that at the Shaw Festival and it's an incredible play. People will gasp in that when it's so much fun. And then because of popular demand, we're bringing back Catalyst Theatre's Nevermore, The Imaginary Life and Mysterious, Mysterious Death of Edgar Allan Poe. And it, that was a great musical sensation piece. Catalyst is always known for their highly theatrical works. And so that's how we're wrapping up our season. I think it's going to be one of the best ones as we get our way closer to our 50th anniversary in a few years. 
All right. Thank you very much for your time today. Anything you'd like to say? Nothing other than that is, you know, all I want to assure people is I, I can't wait to meet and say hello to every audience member. I really want to engage. Please know my door is open and I'm happy to speak to everybody and that I have no intention other to continue the amazing tradition um, of bringing amazing productions Vertigo has provided for nearly half a century with all the intrigue, mystery, thrills, and chills you've all come to know and love over this time. And I can't wait to see you at the theater. All right. Thank you, Jack, for your time today. All right. Thanks so much. Hey, bye. Nice meeting you. Take care. Yeah, thanks. Hi, this is Jenny Kwong for Earthlink on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary. That was my conversation with Jack Greenhouse, the new artistic director at Vertical Theatre. I'm going to do a concert calendar here, but first, I need to correct a mistake I made on last month's show. The Hangar Flight Museum was mentioned as though it had recently opened. This is not the case. Since 2016, it has been the name of the former Aerospace Museum of Calgary. Located at the Calgary International Airport, the Hangar Flight Museum is one of the few places you can see an Avro Lancaster. And as part of open aircraft days, the Lancaster is one of the rotating selection of planes you can go inside of. Visit thehangarmuseum.ca for info. And now, a brief events calendar, starting with free events. Birding 101. Nature Alberta is holding four online sessions to learn the basics of birding. Starting on Tuesday, September 6th, and every Tuesday until September 27th, it will cover everything from what to notice, to their habitats and behavior, Register for free at naturealberta.ca. A free outdoor event is Sundays in Sea Square. Every Sunday, the National Music Center holds free outdoor concerts on the corner of 7th Avenue and 4th Street Southeast. This Sunday, September 28th, is Calgary's cold-cut trio, The Cory Hotline, with Justine Giles. Like cheap trick, but cheaper. Find out why The Cory Hotline is right for you when the show starts at 1 p.m. I mentioned Adventures for Wilderness last month. It was a result of a very positive experience related to me, so I'd like to again plug their reasonably priced outdoor guided tours. From easy to challenging, hikes are available, as well as all-day road trips of selected geographical features in our province. Visit adventuresforwilderness.ca. Of special note is a walking seminar on safety in bear country on September 10th. Here's a few notable rock shows that are coming up. Saturday, August 27th at Dickens Pub, Pulley will be hitting the stage with Downway in support. Now, those are some guys I saw plenty of times during the Multicultural Center's All Ages Years. Monday, August 29th, at the Palomino is Death Valley Girls. Friday, September 9th, Good Riddance at Dickens Pub, and opening for them is Brutal Youth and the Fizz Gigs from Calgary. Sunday, September 11th, is the Flatliners 20th Anniversary Tour, with another of those bands that saw plenty of times at the Multicultural Center, Belvedere. And here's Belvedere now with Cellophane Coffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
from their 2001 album, Twas Hell, said Former Child, that was Belvedere with Cellophane Coffin. You can catch them performing at the Commonwealth on September 11th with the Flatliners. And finally, Monday, September 12th, Propagandi will be playing the Palace Theatre. Film event. Sunday, August 25th at the Globe Cinema, the Calgary Cinematheque presents the 1992 film Juice, starring Tupac Shakur and Omar Epps. Tickets at calgarycinema.org. Hi, this is Jenny Kwong for Earthlink on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary. We'll talk to you again next month on September 26th. As for our events listings, we'd like to turn it over to you, the listener. If you have something interesting going on that you'd like mentioned on ArtsLink, drop us a line at artslinkradio at gmail.com. Talk to you folks again in September.